Hello, this is Jack Baldwin with Raynard Architectural Designs. I'm one of the managing partners at Raynard, and you're listening to our first Ask an Architect podcast episode. Today, I'm recording with a good friend of mine, James Knight. He and I have been friends for many years. We ran a half marathon together down in Savannah, Georgia in 2019. We worked together at Baldwin Architectural Group, my father's architectural company. And uh, he got together with me recently just to talk about uh, the architectural design process, particularly the different deliverables and how we develop them for our clients. We put together this podcast as an effort to help our clients, potential clients, partners, uh, anyone interested in architecture really, just understand more about what goes on in an architectural design project. Uh, we're gonna talk about uh, inspiration, style. We're gonna talk about uh, how architecture develops, uh, mostly around residential home design is, is what we're focused on as a company. And so my hope is when we were recording this episode and the other episodes that we're going to be recording, that uh, you'll learn a little bit more about architecture, you'll learn more about kind of the nuts and bolts of what goes on in an architectural design process. Uh, we're hoping that people who are curious about building their own home or designing their own, own home would learn a little bit more about architecture and why they would need an architect. Um, and as we continue to record episodes, I'd love to hear your feedback and what you're uh, looking for uh, from these podcasts, what uh, topics you'd like to hear us talk about. After all, it is Ask an Architect, and we do want uh, to start getting questions from people who are curious about uh, what they would want to know from an architecture firm. Uh, so with all that being said, I'm going to play our conversation uh, that I had with James Knight. Hope you enjoy it. And uh, here is Ask an Architect. Hi, Jack. Hi, everybody. Hey, James, how you doing? Now, James is coming to us. We are connecting via Zoom today. Um, I'm here in Atlanta. James, you are in Sydney, Australia. Is that right? I am in Sydney, yes. Are you in Sydney exactly, or are you in one of the suburbs? I can't remember. I travel around a lot. So, you know, some weeks I'm in Sydney, some weeks I'm on the on the North Coast. I get to enjoy myself and travel from beach to beach. So oh, it's, life it's is a tough, good lifestyle. Man. Yes, it is, isn't it? Traveling from beach to beach in Australia. <laughs> Laptops and Zoom, that's all my life is. <laughs> well, you know, we're taking advantage of the technology these days. So you are in Sydney. It is July 3rd right now as we're recording. Um, I'm in Atlanta mm. where it's... Uh, kind of muggy and we're getting ready to celebrate the 4th of July. Uh, how is Australia in, in July? What's it like down there? Sydney itself is kind of cold being in winter, oh. but you know, being able to travel means that I can go to warmer, warmer climates. I've traveled north for the weekend. So even though we don't celebrate 4th of July here, it All is right. nice to get away for the weekend. So I'm up on the, what's called the Sunshine Coast, enjoying the yeah. weather. Yeah, we're on opposite sides of the planet at the moment, and so it's opposite uh, seasons, which is kind of fun. So, yeah, it's good. Well, I'm glad to have you, James, and I have been working together for nearly three years. Um, we were with Baldwin Architectural Group together. Um, we have done some projects with Raynard Architectural Designs, uh, which is a residential 
architectural design company that we started um, this year in 2021. And the purpose of our podcast and our conversation is to just provide good, meaningful educational content to uh, people who want to do residential design uh, and want to learn about residential design. So uh, we're going to do a five-part series together is the plan. Uh, today, we're going to talk mostly about uh, the deliverables in an architectural project. What do, what are some of the things that you get when you hire an architect? What are the, yeah, I guess deliverable, deliverables is the best term, but what are some of the uh, deliverables that you get when you hire an architectural firm, uh, at least from us, yeah. uh, Rainerd Architectural Designs. What are, uh, what are you going to get in your inbox when you uh, work with us? Um, we're also going to talk uh, throughout. We'll probably to do two parts on the design process. Uh, so mm -hmm. what? That's kind of the fun and exciting part that we love to do um, when we take on a project is getting to get into the creative process. Uh, listen to our clients' ideas and turn them into sketches, renderings. Uh, what is what is the house going to look like when it's built? So we'll just we'll discuss the design process, and then there's kind of the not so sexy part of the architectural design process, which is uh, the permitting and contractor selection, kind of the nuts and bolts. Um, we're going to spend two conversations in the future talking about that and how do you select. The right contractor what are the things that an approving entity is going to look for uh, to get you a an actual building permit so that you can build uh your home or do your remodeling project so today we're talking about deliverables uh james uh tell me what are some of the deliverables that we that we get into our clients hands when we um take on a project uh, we got floor plans for one that's kind of the yeah i mean that's a good question because i think um it's one of the reasons why you hire a design firm, an architect, an interior designer or anything like that. You need to, you're thinking about the end product, but you don't really think about what they're trying to achieve and what they need to do. They're thinking for you, of course, of, you know, the end product needs to have certain things in it when you're submitting for a construction permit or you're going through zoning or going through the building permit process. So, that's we kind of narrow down in our own process um, at Reynard. We we narrow down at the certain things that work for us. Different firms obviously have different targets, different goals that they want to achieve. But for us, to start with, we want to involve the client as much as possible. You know, a lot of our clients, I would say, maybe what like eighty five percent already yeah. have a design in mind that they're trying to achieve. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah there's, a, there's 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 only a few that maybe come to us and they're like look i just have land well, even if it's an idea you know even if it's yeah. some some kind of they inspiration have, exactly they have something in their mind that's for sure right so then we base but, but i think what comes yeah, up a lot well i just think what comes up a lot is um you know i've got an idea or i've got a dream but mm. i don't know necessarily why i need an architect um, yeah. A lot of people will will sketch up something and maybe take it to a builder or a contractor, um, or, or maybe they start doing it the quick and fast way. Um, but I don't know that everybody understands like what they get when they take on an architectural contract. Yeah, exactly. So for us, I know it's we break it down to um, what we call phases of work, and that's like we. It's kind of based around the design process. So we'll start off with um, 
a first phase, four of total. So the first phase is going to be more your conceptual and schematic phase where we'll take the client's ideas and we'll take the site that they've chosen and we'll take any information on board that they've already got. Maybe that's uh, photos of what they have. You know, they've got the site. Maybe they've already chosen a contractor. Maybe they've got a survey already. Maybe they don't have a survey already. Um, and all of this is part of this first phase. And we'll go out and we'll measure the existing or we'll measure the site. We'll take photos of it. We'll walk through the site with them. And whether that's our design process may be different from other firms. So whether that's, you know, me just talking to the client myself or maybe um, you yourself, Jack, or you, one of your other designers maybe meets with the client and you go over things. One of the yeah. great things that we, we've got is that, you know, you can go out the site and you can take photos, you can take videos. Sometimes we do Zoom calls while you're there and the client's there and we can all talk together. All these sorts of things is the start of the pro project. And, um, and then once we kind of get like the the ideas of what the client wants. Then we move on to the second phase, which is gonna be a design phase itself. We take the initial ideas and then we start getting creative. And we, we, we talk with the client more often. We get into the nuts and bolts of it. All right, so what are you really trying to achieve out of this? We can, at this point, we can start bringing in our design experience and being like, hey, look, what you've given us is great. Have you thought about like A, B and C? Let's try and implement all these things. Some of them yeah, work so out. Giving some, some constructive feedback, yeah. Exactly. And, and, that's, and that's a little bit of the push and pull that we do try to emphasize is that, mm. um, you know, they're, they're, we can come up with any idea. You know, a client yeah. is very big. And um, I think a, an architect's job oftentimes is to uh, give some guidance and direction to not just, uh, you know, what can be done, but how it should be done. And yeah. And, and kind of give that, you know, that, that guidance along the way of, of cost, of, of some kind of idea of where job costing can come from. And you can't necessarily go and get a contractor to quote out um, exactly how much their building cost is going to be without some framework of, of a floor plan or a framework of how big this house is going to be, the square footage, the so yeah, there, exactly. that's one element to it where an art, I feel like our job is to give our clients something that that can at least be context for the conversation. Um, yeah, so exactly. Like, you know, we can come up and say, I want to build a house. Well, how much is that going to cost you? <laughs> yeah, the more information the client has to give to their contractor or, you know, anyone who's involved, um, the better, the more accurate the quote can be from your contractor and from the, from the subcontractors. If you go in there, just saying, hey, look, I have a site, I have, you know, a design theory in mind, they're going to mm -hmm. just quote you a square footage price. But if you go in there and you say, look, it's going to be these exact things, we've really thought this out, we've worked with all these people on it, they're going to be able to, like, really get into that quote and look at, like, you know, your bench tops or, you know, this is how the space is going to look right. and this is what we're trying to do. And then they'll be able to nail it down to more of a specific sort of number for you. Well, and that's an important part of the process is, and I do think it's important to point out that part of the deliverables are not just floor plans that, you know, floor plans are very yeah. important, obviously yeah, a site survey, which, you know, we don't necessarily do the site survey, but having that in hand to go with where your, your, you know, house is going to sit on that plot. Um, so the floor plans are extremely important. 
you know, being able to, yeah. you know, say, hey, this is this is a square footage, this is the number of um, uh, floors on this house, um, but also getting into the specifications. And that's part of the process is, you know, you alluded to that too, like, which type of cabinets are we looking at? Which type of exteriors are we looking at? Which kind of a roof are we looking at? That's part of yeah. the design process. And we start, um, you know, kind of putting some color and shape to that so that uh, when you do have that set of floor plans and those elevations and those renderings, which are all part of a package with us, uh, those are something you can take and start getting down to actual building cost, actual materials, time and labor. Yeah. And maybe you don't choose like the specifics with us. Maybe you choose them with your interior designer, or maybe you take that, maybe you take that through to the contractor and the contractor helps you source it. So yeah. it can be as detailed as you need it to be at the time. If, you, if you're just looking for, you know, what do I need to take to the city or the county? Then we can go as basic as, as that, or you can go all the way through and be like, look, we want you to really look at everything to do with the house. And then we'll go to the contractor with that at the end. But, yeah. you know, another part of it is involving these other parties, contractor, engineer, interior designer, whoever whoever's involved during the design process you know we don't you don't want to surprise your contractor at the end and then come up with a huge figure that you weren't expecting you want to involve them you know halfway through or maybe you've already got a contractor involved and they can be part of the process they can be part of the phone calls look this is what we've seen this is what we need to fix they are the ones who are building it um yeah. so they have a lot of valuable knowledge to bring to the table yeah i think that's an important uh, aspect to point out is that that type of partnership and that uh, liaison that uh, we play that role that we play in the process of you know it's not yeah. just the client and the architect sitting down and dreaming up uh, sky's the limit type of house uh, but early on involving your contractor early on uh, identifying some kind of a budget so that you know what what kind of a house are we designing uh, from the beginning um, you mentioned the permitting process, which is something that we're going to talk about uh, in a little bit more detail on another episode, but I think it's an mm -hmm. important aspect of this is that a good architect is going to try to anticipate what the approving entity, and I say approving entity, I'm talking about a city or county. Typically, you know, we work in the state of Georgia right now, so it's, you know, we'll have counties or uh, municipalities or cities that will be the approving uh, entity for uh, giving a building permit and so a good architect is going to know a little bit about what you're going to need in order to get your building permit uh, one of the yes. things they are more often than not are going to ask for are floor plans that are designed by an architect uh, they may or may not ask for an architectural stamp um, we found uh, that's not always the case that uh, a stamp by a licensed architect is required um, so that does allow us to uh, just get floor plans and elevations in our clients' hands a lot of times and at least provide the detailed uh, design. Um, but then there's also the structural parts. Uh, that's something we, we like to touch on too. So uh, talk to me a little bit about the structural. What, what goes on there? Because we have foundation plans. We have roofing plans or drawings, I should mm -hmm. say. Um, yeah. What are some of the structural so design elements? Yeah. 
So we're finding more and more that cities and counties want to see these structural plans. In a lot of cases, more they're more important than architectural plans because it's the engineer who signs off on the framing and the foundations to ensure that the building stands up. Um, so maybe, I mean, this is a dumb question um, or maybe it sounds dumb, but just, <laughs> but just because some people might not know, Mm. What do, what are we talking about when we say foundation and framing and roofing? Like, what are what do those different structural elements actually mean? So, if I was to describe it um, in the simplest sort of form, foundation is anything that is from the ground down. So, it's, mm -hmm. you're talking if you, if you are a house with a concrete slab, it's the concrete yeah. slab that we're talking about. It's the thickness of the slab, and it's the footings that run around the edge, it's the, it's the footings that run underneath any load bearing walls. Yeah. But it's also, if you're, if you have columns, maybe, uh, maybe you have a deck or something like that and you have some piers going out or columns going out supporting the deck, it's the, it's the foundations or the, the concrete underneath supporting that column. So that's what we're talking about when it comes to foundations in a very simple yeah. um, way. And then the framing involves anything for, from the floor framing, it's just the, um, the wood that's spaced at specific distances, um, you know, the framing, including the beams, any columns and things like that, that hold up the floor, that hold up the walls. This incorporates things that are like the doors. You know, some doors are basic. If it's a three foot wide door, we don't really have to worry about it because the load is going to be distributed amongst the frame appropriately but if it's maybe a 12 foot opening you have to think about the beam that goes above the door to spread that load out um, to the columns either side of the door and spread that that weight and that forces down to the foundations themselves and then you go up to the ceiling framing the roof framing we have a lot of um interesting modern farmhouses now a lot of interesting mm -hmm. contemporary yeah. modern houses now you have a lot of overhanging sort of roofs overhanging decks um, yeah. all those sorts of fun stuff and yeah. all of the this sort of set that we'll get from an engineer and we work closely with a few engineers um, oftentimes we draw the framing ourselves and we bring the consultant in to just be like hey look this is the types of beams these are the spacing these are the you know all the different elements so we, we review them together we bring the client in and explain those at the time with them look this is why your floor needs to be this thick. You know, this right. is why the roof, you know, if, if you want to have, you know, six foot of overhang, this is why it needs to be metal instead of wood. You know, all those sorts of questions we can discuss with an engineer. And I like to, I know we both like to bring in an engineer, you know, as soon as like these sort of complicated questions come up during the design yeah. process, it's like, all right, well, let's, let's start bringing engineers and contractors in. So we, we well, make sure we do this right. Yeah, and, and thanks for indulging the question because uh, you know, yeah. a lot of where that comes from is to say that for, for us as a design firm, we know more often than not that's going to uh, be a required part of the process. And so mm. we try to incorporate that in, but sometimes it's, it's easy to kind of gloss over that. It would be very easy to um, say, yeah, I just really want to design this amazing house. Um, but how, how is it going to stand? How is it going to function? How is it going to actually structurally be sound? And that's part of the design process just as much as the appearances. Um, and so we like to do the, um, or be a part of the structural drawings um, aspect as much as possible because we can incorporate that into the design. 
you know, we can actually yeah. marry the two, the the architectural set and the structural set a little bit ease, more easily when it's our firm doing it together. Um, and then, yes, we, we do want to engage with an engineer very early on and not have surprises. So when we engage in a project that we know a structural set is going to be required by the city or the county, and they're going to want to see that this building will actually stand. It gives us a lot of confidence when we submit that with a stamp already on it. We've already mm. engaged with an engineer. They've either come out on site, um, but they've definitely looked at our uh, structural set and said, yes, this building will be sound once it's built, or you know, no, you need to make some changes and modifications before uh, I'll give you the seal of approval. So yeah, yes, exactly. You, you've you've nailed it there. Yeah. And so yeah, that's part of the deliverable set, and and sometimes that's not um, the first thing that think people think about when they think about hiring an architect. They don't. Um, I think in my mind, uh, when I was, you know, just starting to work with my father's company a few years ago, um, you know, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, we do floor plans. Um, that's pretty much it. Um, and then the rendering is just the kind of the pretty picture of those floor plans, but, um, yeah. there's some, there's so much more to it. Um, I, I think what was some of the things we hit on was just the design process, how we engage, um, how we get in, into the client's, uh, world, so to speak, you know, what's this uh, world going to look like? What's the site going to look like? Uh, what's the house going to look like as far as how big of a house are we putting on the site? Uh, what kind of, um, Talk to me a little bit about inspiration, uh, James, you know, as far as how do you start um, collecting inspiration and, and incorporating that into a design? So if somebody comes up to you, we got a new client, we got a new plot of land, um, you know, what's, what's some of the language and some of the methods that we use to, you know, turn an idea, you know, maybe a client's really good at describing it and maybe they're not, but what, what's the process like from taking inspiration and turning it into an actual design? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, we, we definitely get um, quite a wide range of projects. I think what mm -hmm. um, we've worked <laughs> yeah, over the years. Yeah, I, I was looking at our site before we got on the call, and then some of these houses—they're they're gorgeous, but they're so different in style. Yeah, and um, there's a lot of firms that will, will just work in one sort of style. Maybe that's contemporary modern, or maybe that's mm -hmm. farmhouse, or you know, whatever it is. But I think that one of the things that we've prided ourselves on is being able to take work with anyone that comes with it to us. Um, you know, within reason, and um, any type of design, you know, kind of aesthetic that they're going with. So it begins. Our process, I believe, begins with um, the client themselves. You know, unless they come with like just empty land, and they're like, "Look, we just want to put a three-bedroom house on here. We don't care what you do with it." Um, you know, then I'll have a bit of fun with it. But, um. But when we're working for a client and I don't have that freedom, it, it really starts with them. We, if they have a house on there already, are they trying to keep the same look or are they trying to change it and update it to a new look? And then once they are able to establish that sort of pattern of thought, like when we'll do this through different methods, depending on the person, sometimes they have like, you know, 50 photos that they want to show us. And sometimes like 
they're not really quite sure. They just, they've seen a few different things. I mean, some people come in and they're like, well, we just want to do modern farmhouse. And then some yeah. people come in and they're like, we want to do a mashup between craftsman and Spanish like Villa. <laughs> it doesn't really work, but okay. <laughs> so, you know, some, some people know and some people don't. And it's our task to then, you know, start talking to them about, you know, what are you trying to fit in there? What are you trying to achieve? What type of materials? And we often um, rely a lot on Pinterest. Because yeah. it's just an easy platform, really, isn't it? Because you can invite them yeah. to look at and pin their own photos and they can spend hours doing that. We'll spend, you know, our own, own time doing that. So it really begins with that sort of thing. And then, so there's an aesthetic sort of side of it to the design. Then there's the design where, you know, we know how floor plans kind of work. And if you're trying to fit three bedrooms in and, you know, two bathrooms or, you know, maybe you want an ensuite in every room, we kind of know the sizes that go into it. And then there's and then there's the design aspect, you know, that we specialize because we study for five or six years at university, and that's everything to do with um, materiality and sustainability and how things work together and um, yeah. what type of technology is going to go into the house to get it built. So there's there's yeah, quite know, a few. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, as I was listening to you, I was thinking about um, just how how much of a task that is for us um pinterest is certainly helpful you know collecting images uh, a lot of times we'll set up a folder you know a shared folder and uh have our clients dump photos into that folder um or i'll have a client who just texts me constantly i like this i like this i like this and um the inspiration part can be so much fun and um mm. I've, and i've seen some some clients who collect almost every image under the sun of, of stuff that yeah. they like, which is great. And I've always said, um, as we're engaging early, you know, there's never too much. There's not too much um, images you can share, ideas that you can share. What What's the challenge then is to focus that. So, um, you know, you and I uh, read through a book together a couple of years ago called uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And one of those habits that just came to mind as I, as we were talking is uh, begin with the end in mind. Um, so having that goal, you know, and, and I think that's also the, the, the trick too. you know, an architect is not tasked with, Hey, um, here's my design, do it. Um, you know, execute, <laughs> you know, an yeah. architect, I think a good one is, is tasked with taking design inspiration and having a goal. So what's the end going to look like? You know, already very early on, even if it's a sketch, even if it's a rough sketch to start with, because it is a process, um, but sketching out an idea of here's what the end product might look like and going from there. Um, you know, I remember seeing some rudimentary sketches you did of a, of a tree house that we built a couple of years ago that it doesn't look, the sketch that you did doesn't look exactly like the building, but it was you know, beginning with the end in mind, we had a sketch of what it could look like and went from there. And yeah. having that goal, having that uh, visual of, of something that's focused, I think that's the key is that um, our job is to come alongside the client, take their great ideas, take their inspiration, create some kind of a vision for the future of what that building will actually look like when it's executed and built. 
and then go from there because you're right if we if we're all over the place um you know i want a three million dollar home on a 250 million or two hundred fifty thousand dollar budget it's not going to happen um if i want to mix some you know two very very polarizingly different design styles it's not going to happen so um you know we can have tastes all over the place and budgets all over the place but I think a good architect will come in and say, you know, here's realistically what you can do with this land that you've selected uh, with, you know, the size, the topography. Here's realistically what you can do with um, the images that you sent me um, with that type of frame, that type of uh, flair, that type of style. Here's realistically what we can do. And then here's where we can get creative and here's where we can have mm. some fun. Um, and, it, and it's kind of that dance. And I, and I think that's what's exciting about um, what we get to do for our clients is taking those ideas and then turning them into a livable reality. So, um, but yeah, I like that. Just thinking about the end in mind as we, as we get started. I think that's, that's something that often we um, take for granted. Um, I think we do a really good job of, of talking to our clients very early on about what their goals are um, and making sure that's, that's a very clear uh, stated purpose and in the process yeah i agree with that and you know we, we're getting better at this every day and you know we we try and educate the, the client as we go and you know sometimes yeah. i know we're getting better at um you know pulling the process up if it's getting out of hand as well i was just kind yeah. of thinking of some of our current projects where you're talking and just you know some of them are like you know the design ideas are correct and they know what they want but what they had already previously done on the site may have not been correct. And then we, right. we have to pull the, pull the project up a little bit and like, hold on, hold on a second. Let's just make sure that we get this right before you end up spending any more money on this or any of, you know, materials or building. And let's just go back a couple of steps, make sure we get this correct and make right. sure you get what you want in the end, because, you know, we, we can get there. You can do it really messy and spend too much money doing it, or we can stop right now, go back a step, make sure that the design is what you want and that it's done correctly. Yeah. And that, and again, I mean, that kind of goes back to the question, like why, you know, there, there's been a lot of people who maybe are asking themselves, why do I need an architect? Um, mm. You know, they, and, and we've encountered that, you know, people go out and start building um, or they just go out and hire somebody and they, they have a hand-drawn sketch and, you know, a contractor or quote unquote contractor, quote unquote builder, We'll look at it and go, yeah, I can make that happen. And uh, some some places are very lax with their permitting process, and some of them don't require the same amount of um, attention to the permitting as others do. Yeah, um, true. And so when that question comes up, I, I do kind of answer along those lines of you know, a good architect will not just give you floor plans, elevations, and you know something to, to just go take and slap together, but a good architect will walk you through the design process, walk you through the permitting process, walk you through um, selecting a good contractor, holding them accountable, um, finding something that's that's buildable, I think is a good term. You know, what, yeah. what can you build within your budget? Um, helping you incorporate your tastes. I mean, that's why people come to us. They're not necessarily just needing a set of plans to get the permit, but they actually do want, um, you know, something that's, that's, that they have some design elements to uh, the structural part that we talked mm -hmm. about um, getting the structural drawings done, right. Um, that your architects can help you with, and then going and finding a good engineer, because how many, you know, people, homeowners, potential homeowners are sitting around with a, 
list of engineers in their in their pocket that's, that's, <laughs> that's a good point i mean most of yeah. us don't we i know we took a long time to find engineers that we were happy to use um right so for a for yeah. a lay person or a homeowner to be able to find these people unless you know someone it's very hard yeah and these uh, people we work with are working full-time most of the time <laughs> and yes uh, exactly so, so so yeah i mean it's 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 kind of a no-brainer question. Why do I hire an architect? What are the deliverables? But also, mm. uh, it's not a no-brainer. It's not something to be taken for granted when you're thinking about the uh, the yeah. design process and the building process. And um, and so, yeah, the, think, the big part of this, yeah. Sorry, James, what were you going to say? I think I think he did raise a good point though, because um, we've had a couple of clients now that have come to us over the years, and um, the actual the treehouse project that you were referring yeah. to before was a good example. Was the the count there's both counties um the examples i have in my mind are both from the county and they they tell the client look that all you need is a site plan and maybe an outline maybe describe what you want in the floor plan but they're not right. requesting a lot of detail and that is almost a trap set by um your county they're not meaning to do it they're not, they don't have any malice behind it but yeah. In both cases, specifically with the treehouse, it took longer to get it through permitting than we ever imagined because when we sat down with the county, they said, look, we don't require any of these things. But then when we submitted, and we did a full set of design drawings, floor plans, we even did engineering, even they said they, said they didn't require it. They did require it in the end. They requested yeah. it. They requested more information than they ever said that they needed. They needed things that, you know, we're talking about septic tanks and stuff like that. And I was like, well, hold on a second. All you said you needed at the beginning was a site plan and this and how many square feet this was going to be on the land. And I think that talks to a lot of like why it's important to hire a professional team to get involved. You don't realize it at the time and you may go off some, you know, faulty information that comes out of the county or the city. But it's just these things that, are, that an architect or a design team will help you figure out. And if you do get pulled up on them, you have a little bit of support in your corner to turn around and get it yeah. fixed and you know dealt with as soon as possible. And those are some hard lessons that we've learned over the years, you and I together too. And and that's that's something we're constantly learning and adapting to is that you know, we we do want to be a resource and we want to ask more and more questions ahead of time mm. um, rather than later in the process. And we're trying to all the time to get better about that where our clients are not surprised by well and, and like you said every county is different every city is different um so we do need to to take that same approach where we're a little you know not just agnostic of you know what what could come up but we're actually being proactive about uh, what could come up and asking questions partnering with contractors early on but doing that early on is so important and and getting mm -hmm. cost estimates early on is so important because Otherwise, yeah, we can we can try to slip something in or do the you know the cheap and dirty way, and you know, and, and clients sometimes are they're they're a little bit more driven to get things done um, because it's they they feel inspired or they feel like they're under the gun or they're trying to save money. But really, what saves money is when you you really do anticipate things and do it right the first time around. Yeah, that yeah. that ends up exactly. even if you feel like you're spending so much money up front, even if it feels like such a a burden to take on. I'm like, trust me, it it will pay off to do it right the first time. You'll end up spending so much more money to correct 
spending money to correct problems is, is so much more expensive than spending money to get out ahead of problems. And that, and again, we're trying to evolve all the time as a design firm and, and get out ahead of that. So we're not chasing those problems. We're actually anticipating and asking better questions. And that's something we're learning all the time too. Yeah, 100%. I mean, yeah. we do, as the codes change and they do change all the time and they, you know, they may be different codes required by different counties and cities. It's, it's just a matter of, doing the best that you can and then you may not be able to get everything in the first try that you ever do anything like when we submit a design to the client i know that sometimes i change the design on purpose to create a conversation and sometimes yeah. when we're submitting to the city and the county sometimes it can go along those lines sometimes we know exactly what what they're expecting and what they require and but sometimes it's a new it's a it's a new employee maybe looking at the drawings for from the permitting side of things and they're like hey listen like the plan the codes have changed slightly we need um you know they've been amended we need um an electrical plan now which you know we didn't require that last year but now that we do right so it's it's a developing sort of process and so we are learning and you know where's we, the we textbook like, you know <laughs> like exactly. where, where's the yeah like where's you know we, we can have all the degrees and um training in the world but then getting into the you know actual nitty-gritty of things like you said, yeah. I mean, we had this this pandemic that affected things greatly last year, and then codes oh, change, yes. requirements change, uh, you know, it, or it could be elections, you know, people who get uh, voted into office over um, exactly. local uh, counties and things change so, yeah, it comes, constantly. Exactly, and it comes back to what your your first initial question was: the deliverables, and you know, we have we just have to make sure that we 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 get the majority of them correct. Um, we get yeah. the ones that we know we need correct and in the set of drawings that you submit, you know, that whether that's, um, you know, floor plans, site plans, um, elevations and sections. And, you know, there's a lot of detailing that goes along with those sort of things. We just all those become part of, you know, the phases of work that we set in in front of the yeah. client. They're very important for all of us to, you know, to, to understanding and part of. Well, I learn something new every time we talk, James. And so I, I really hope the folks who got to listen to this conversation were learning something. Um, that mm. was the goal was to just keep, um, you know, we, we try to keep our ear to the ground on, on uh, the design process and what clients need in order to get their homes built. Um, and, and that's where we, you know, that's why we exist. We, we want to see folks get into a, a home that they've designed, that they feel good about, that, um, they spent good money on, meaning uh, they didn't have to spend more money than they should have to see their home built. And um, I think that's what we're striving for as, as an architectural design firm is um, seeing that become a reality. And so learning as, as much as you can is the best way to spend good money and the, the best way to not chase after problems, but to get out ahead of them is, is to be well-informed and well-educated. And that's our goal in, in these conversations is uh, so thank you, James, for just sharing the things that you've learned over the years. Um, yeah. As, you know, not just your training as an architect, but also uh, spending time working in the state of Georgia with us to uh, understand that process. It has. Yeah. You know, and, you know, we've got some good continue. projects done together. Yes, we have. We've got a couple on the books. It's, it's, it's a fun process. It's good. We learn yeah. something from every single one of them. For sure. So next uh, time we, we talk, um, we'll set up some time and, um, we'll, we'll start getting into uh, probably the 
a little bit more of the design process, what the creative design process looks like. Um, the you know, fun stuff. That. That's the fun yeah. stuff. And then we'll talk a little bit. It, it can be the permitting process. And I'm not sure if it can be fun or not, but it's, it's certainly a necessary part of the process. And uh, yeah. we're going to touch on that too soon um, where we, we talk about what it's like to get a permit. What are some questions you should ask? And we touched on a lot of that yeah. today, but I'm taking more focused conversation around that. So uh, this has been Ask an Architect. I'm Jack Baldwin with Rainer architectural designs and james uh calling in from australia thank you for joining us one of our yeah it's been my pleasure project designers yeah well it's your evening there so i will let you wrap up and head to bed <laughs> here soon after you watch some youtube videos and um, <laughs> i'm getting my fourth of july weekend started so i appreciate Sounds the time good. james all right talk to you soon all right